It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. We'll break down what happened with Yoli Childs on Friday and the news of his suspension by the NCAA. We'll get to some of the news coming out of BYU Saturday scrimmage. You'll also hear from BYU punter Danny Jones. He's excited to be part of the BYU football program. Uh, He'll talk about what his transition from Australian rules football to American football football and what he makes of just playing for BYU in general. You'll hear about that on today's edition of the podcast as well as catching you up on everything that's going on in BYU sports. BYU women's soccer had their first intra-squad scrimmage of the season. We'll break that down as well. So a lot to get to and let's get to it. Today's podcast brought to you by our good friends at the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast and as well as Manscaped. We'll tell you about both of those great companies and shows here in just a little bit as well. All right, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for August 12th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download the show on a Monday. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. Let's start off on the golf, uh, not the golf thing, the basketball side of things. Why do I have to think golf? That's random. I'm probably because I saw an ad for the PGA Tour just barely on TV. Anyways, regardless, let's talk about BYU basketball. Uh, Friday afternoon, BYU held some media availability to talk with BYU coaches and players about their upcoming uh, overseas tour in Italy. They'll play four games over there in Italy beginning later this month. And news coming out of this was that Yoli Childs has been suspended nine games by the NCAA for allegedly receiving impermissible benefits and having expenses paid for him as he explored his NBA prospects in the pre-draft process. And uh, the whole situation around it, it sounds like paperwork wasn't submitted in the orderly fashion that it needed to be submitted to get him to be able to have an agent to pay for his expenses as he made this pre-draft decision. He decided to come back to BYU, applied for reinstatement by the NCAA. They saw the uh, situation, investigated uh, Yoli Childs has reportedly paid back every expense, including interest. But the NCAA decided, you know what? Here's a nine-game ban for you for for doing this. And right up front, the NCAA is just an absolute joke, plain and simple. I I, I I'm still upset about it, and it's three days later since this news broke. I just read about this, and it, it, it incenses me. It just makes me mad that Yoli Childs has been banned for nine games because he didn't put paperwork in order to make sure that he could uh, go out and uh, explore his NBA prospects and receive the expenses of having an agent pay for you to do this. 
The NCAA right now has a major crisis on their hands with the FBI investigation going on into alleged pay-for-play, college coaches, assistants paying players large sums of money, upwards of $100,000 in some cases, allegedly, uh, to come play for their programs. But meanwhile, Yoli Childs decides, you know what, I'd like to come back and play for college basketball and see if I can make another run with BYU. And the NCAA decides, well, guess what, here's our big stick and we're going to whack you over the head with it. It's a total case, and I said this on the Saturday show that I host here on the Zone Sports Network. Of it's look at the left hand over here, while my right hand over here. Don't pay attention to what's going on over here. The NCAA wants their blue blood programs to be in the clear. They want those money makers to be in the clear. But if you're BYU, Cal Poly, or any of these other programs that has something pop up, yeah, we're absolutely going to hammer you for it. It's an absolute joke. It makes no sense. It, the NCAA just makes themselves look like bigger buffoons than they already are. There's all kinds of situations going on in collegiate sports. The fact that players uh, feel like they deserve to be paid, the NCAA, just it's a giant money grab. They're making billions of dollars off the backs of these student-athletes, and they call them student-athletes, but they're actually just athletes. But don't worry, Yoli Childs. We want, you're, you can come back and play here, but guess what? You're going to miss at least a quarter of your upcoming season and probably the biggest games you're going to play all year outside of maybe matchups against Gonzaga in conference play. He's not going to be able to play in the Maui Invitational, which is just just an absolute cruel joke to play on a young man who decided to come back to your sport rather than pursue hundreds of thousands of dollars in professional contracts that he could have had. If I'm Yoli Childs right now, I'm probably reevaluating and maybe thinking, maybe I should just leave and go play professionally. I don't know if he has any prospects at this point because he made the announcement to come back to BYU that was highly publicized. But now the NCAA is going to come out and whack you over the head with a big stick and really cripple the BYU basketball program that had aspirations of getting getting back to the NCAA tournament, helping the West Coast Conference become one of the better basketball conferences, but you're just going to cripple them in their non-conference by taking their leading scorer, a guy who averaged almost a double-double a season ago. You're going to ban him for nine games for a paperwork snafu. Way to go, NCAA. You made yourselves look even dumber than you already are. Pardon my French, but that is just asinine for them to do what they're doing. A one or two game ban? Sure, I get it. But nine games, the same the same penalty that Nick Emery had levied against him for taking improprieties and improper benefits while a student athlete. Yoli Childs was all set to leave BYU. I said it multiple times on this podcast. My sources I had talked to said there was no chance Yoli Childs was coming back to BYU. He had a change of heart, decided to come back. He's going to help the NCAA look better. Better, have a better season because it's one of the preeminent players coming back for a senior year. And oh, the, by the way, screw you, Yoli Childs. We're going to ban you for nine games. I, 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 I got no kind words for the NCAA. I think they have so many things wrong with that. They have their heads so far up a certain place where the sun don't shine that they can't see up from down in my mind. And it's just an absolute joke that Yoli Childs has been banned and treated this way by the NCAA. I hope that uh, some recourse can come out of this, but it doesn't sound like anything's going to come because they've already appealed the suspension for Yoli Childs. The NCAA upheld it. It's just an absolute joke, and it's unfortunate for Mark Pope and his entire and his entire program. I, 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 I just don't get it, plain and simple. I don't get it. The NCAA just makes themselves look like bigger buffoons than they already are, and we'll just leave it at that. All right, we'll get to some BYU football news and notes, better news. We'll start off the bad news, get to the good news here in a moment. You'll hear uh, from a BYU punter Danny Jones. I had a speech, chance to speak with him last week to talk about his journey to playing for BYU and also what he makes of playing American football as a punter as well as is there a chance he could be a guy that uh, is a 
is a, is a guy who would play another position if at all possible. You'll hear from him next. We'll also get to some thoughts coming out of the BYU uh, scrimmage, their first scrimmage of fall camp as well. So a lot to get to still on today's edition of the podcast. But before we go, a reminder for you guys that Locked On Fantasy Football is here. It's a podcast that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by Vinny Iyer. It's here to help you guys get, get the edge when it comes to your fantasy football leagues. A lot of you doing drafts this time of year, getting ready for the upcoming season. Well, Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years of covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, then you'll be the same. Get the edge from Vinny. They'll put you ahead on draft day and keep you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football is available on your favorite podcast provider, just like this podcast, Locked On Cougars is. So check them out, the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to in terms of BYU football, but I think the biggest thing coming out of BYU's fall camp, the first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday, is it looks like, at least based on reports from the coaches, because no people or no uh, members of the media, etc., were allowed to watch the scrimmage, is that BYU, I think, has a number one running back for the time being, and that's Tyson Williams. All the coaches coming out of the fall scrimmage, first fall scrimmage, Really raved about what he could do. Jeff Grimes saying he was a he was an all around running back. Doesn't mind the blocking aspect of things. Will catch the ball out of the backfield. Runs hard when he's running the ball. I said before the season, before fall camp began, that people I had talked to, coaches I had talked to at BYU, indicated that they, their hope was that Tyson Williams would step up and become the lead back for BYU as a graduate transfer coming in from the SEC to BYU, and it appears he is doing just that. And it's not to say that Lopini Katoa and Emmanuel Asupa, among others, have not been good in their own rights. They've all had their moments in fall camp, but Tyson Williams has proven to be just kind of that all-around workhorse running back who is willing to do every aspect coming out of uh, the shoot in terms of blocking, catching, and also running the ball. You do that, Jeff Grimes is going to reward you, and it sounds like Tyson Williams is well on his way to being the starting running back for BYU. And I think it's something that he probably pegged for himself being a graduate transfer looking for more playing time is his hope probably was to be a bigger name, a bigger face, and have the the lead dog role when it comes to being a running back at a high-level program like BYU. I think Tyson Williams, he's, he's an elite player at this level for BYU. And that's not to say that BYU is not playing at an elite level, but this is not the SEC. Let's be real about that. And I also stand that BYU held out a bunch of their number one players on defense. So Tyson Williams was going up against second stringers, etc. So he's going to look good regardless. But he is a guy who was probably not cut out to be the lead dog at the SEC level, but at the level BYU is competing at, a kind of a mid-tier power five roughly. 
it appears that he's going to fit in quite well, and it looks like BYU has their starting running back, and that's a great thing for BYU to have in their stable because all offseason long, I think the running back position group was a massive question mark and had a lot of questions surrounding it, and it looks like they've at least found one answer in that regard. Another answer they're hoping to find is at the punter position, Danny Jones, of course, BYU punter. Is a guy, the only punter on the roster currently. We'll see if they add anybody um, come the start of school to compete with him for this job, but it sounds like Skylar Southam and Jake Oldred are giving him a run for his money at the punter position. And Of course, those guys are both competing for the kicking job at BYU. I think it's going to be an interesting race to see which two guys really kind of get the lead in this. Ed Lamb saying after the scrimmage that Skylar Southam's the better kickoff guy. He likes Jake Oldroyd's ability to punt, but I had a chance to catch up with Danny Jones last week to talk about the punter position at BYU, his transition from playing Australian rules football, where he grew up, and also just to kind of talk about his experience at BYU to this point. So here you go, Danny Jones with myself, right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Punters probably don't get interviewed a lot here at BYU, but you have an interesting backstory. You're from Australia, you played Aussie rules football, if I'm not mistaken, and how has it been transitioning from living in Australia, playing down there, to playing American football in the United States of America? Well, I think the acclimation has been a slow process, so I wouldn't necessarily say there's been any one thing that's jumped out. I mean, jumping on a private chartered plane to go to Seattle or somewhere like that, I'm, not, I'm definitely not used to that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the process of acclimating to you has been good, and so, yeah, it's been a pretty smooth process. Were you part of Pro Kick? Did you go through that whole process to, to get to where you're at today? Yeah, I was. So Pro Kick Australia is run by John Smith and Nathan Chapman. Um, they actually both have NFL experience. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I went through the program, and I was lucky enough that BYU came knocking on the door, and that's how I basically ended up here. What's it like with that? You, you play Aussie rules football, you play this sport, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, you should come try doing this other sport. What's that like? It's kind of fun, to be quite honest. Okay. Like, you're, you're thrown into an environment you really know nothing about. Like, I remember the first time I put on helmet and pads, I was like, how can anyone kick in this? This is... <laughs> You know, can anyone ever do this? Um, but yeah, as I said, you know, you slowly acclimate to it, and it's a fun experience. So. Can you kick with both feet equally well in your mind? Not equally well. Equally well. Not many people can. Okay. Um, I can kick on my right if I have to. It's called a get out in Australia. If you've got okay. too much pressure coming on one side, you use your opposite side. Okay. Um, no, I can't. I'm not very good on my right, but if I had to use it, I probably could get away with 30 yards or something like that. So, but, so you're, you're a left-footed guy. Yeah. Is that, is, I guess, is that rare in Australia? I know people here, like a left-handed pitcher in baseball, a left-handed shooter in basketball is a commodity that's kind of rare in, I guess, professional sports here. How is that in Australia? Is it rare as well? From all the teams I've played on, I think there's never been more than three or four left-footers. Okay. Yeah, I think most teams had one or two, so, so it's, it is it's, pretty rare. It's fairly rare. Yeah. Does that give you an advantage? Somewhat. The lefties naturally hook the ball. Okay. We naturally put the ball out further and then have to hook it back in. Uh, so there are benefits definitely in the rollout style. The traditional, it's kind of a, it feels a little bit awkward. Um, but I enjoy being a left footer, so okay. yeah. Fair enough. What's it like working with Coach Lamb? Coach Lamb's awesome. Um, from you know, like he was him and Kalani were basically the reason why I wanted to come here. Okay. Um, Coach Lamb especially came to Australia and. I uh, met with him and Chappie and the guys, and we went for a kick and that kind of thing. And, you know, he's been awesome from day one. Like, I, I probably wouldn't even be here still if it wasn't for Lamb. So I owe him, you know, a lot, and I'm thankful for him. Okay, you told me before you recorded this, you're from, you said you're from Melbourne, but you're actually from another place in Australia. So let everybody know where you're actually from. 
So there's a little place in the northern part of Victoria, okay. uh, which is the state I'm from, yes. Victoria. It's called Muldura. Okay. And then you go four miles north of Muldura, so you're literally on the border. Okay. And that is called Merbein. M-E-R-B-E-I-N. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually from Merbein. Okay. But as I spoke to you earlier, no one knows where either of those two places are, so it's easy to say I'm from Melbourne. Very cool. And I completely understand. I just I just <laughs> wanted to let you get that out there. Okay, you say Melbourne, but obviously there's an, there's actual home for you. Um, in terms of you growing up, what else did you do besides Aussie rules, football, etc.? Well, I was a clown at school, okay. so school was never really a huge thing. Um, Merbein is a place where there's a local football club. Okay. There's really nothing else. Okay. So all the guys I went to school with, we all just played football, went to school, played video games. Um, that was basically all it was growing up. Football me. meaning soccer, obviously. Australian football. Oh, so Aussie rules. Okay. Yeah. So is there like is soccer for you ever a, a thing? So Australia was actually half decent at soccer one yeah. year. Do you, do you remember that year we got into the World Cup or something? I do, yes. So soccer took off in Australia for about two years. Okay. So I was actually a goalkeeper for a while. Okay. Um, but it was just too boring sitting in the goals the whole game. So I had to go back to playing footy. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now that you're here, you're the, only, you're the only punter on the roster here in fall camp. We've seen you kicking with guys like Skyler and also Jake out there. What's it been like working with them? It's good. You know, I like having competition around. Jake actually punts extremely well. Um, he does roll out spirals, which are very high margin for error, but he seems to hit them for 55, 60 yards almost every kick. Um, so it's it's good having competition, and, you know, we'll see what happens as the full camp continues. Have you ever told Coach Lamb, hey, I'm an athlete here. I can do some of these fake punts if you need. True story. Okay. We tried a fake by accident. I thought I had a heap of room when I didn't okay. um, in a scrimmage, my first ever scrimmage, right. so my first actual down of football. And I got about down of football. Yeah, at a scrimmage over at Lavelle's yeah. house over there. Okay. Uh, and I got about five yards, and I thought I had maybe another ten or fifteen mm-hmm. from the nearest linebacker, okay. but then I got ran down pretty and quickly. What and what was the response? The response was, "Nice try. Probably don't do it again." <laughs> so, but do you do you have aspirations? Because you played Aussie Rules football. And that's a game where you guys are constantly moving all over the place. Do you have aspirations of maybe one day you play another position or have you you just set playing punter? Well, I would like to play. I would like to play tight end or linebacker. Okay. The problem is I'm relatively slow. Yeah. Um, so linebacker is kind of out of the equation. And we've got good tight ends here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that reason, plus Lamb doesn't really want me to get injured, uh, we've kind of made the decision I'll stay at punter. Okay. In terms of just being at BYU, just in general, what's it been like for you? It's been good. I mean, it's... Provo is a distinct place, yes, it and it is. took some acclimation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, the first I remember, I was I was living in Hillman Halls okay. on campus, yeah. and the bistro, or like where where we'd go to eat, wasn't open on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What's this joke? You know, I'm I'm hungry. Why is this closed?" <laughs> and then I found out about two weeks later that there's there's a fast and testimony Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, things like that have taken getting used to, but you know, I enjoy it here, and this is a good place for me to be. Last thing for me, I guess two two more things. First thing, uh, what are your, some of your goals during fall camp? What do you want to accomplish here before the season begins? The biggest thing for me is just consistency. Um, I need to continue to work on my hands, work on my kicking, that kind of thing. Like It'll all come if I get consistent. You're going to have days where you don't kick well. You're going to have days where you kick really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just got to find that happy medium and become you know reliable kind of thing. And last thing for me, as an Aussie living in America now, what's your favorite part about America? Whoa. 
I've talked to some other Aussies who said there's not much. They're very proud about Australia, but I figured I'd throw it out to you. <laughs> one thing I do not like about this country is grits. Okay. Okay, that's one thing I want. Okay. You'll never see me eating grits. Well, in Utah, I don't think you have to worry about that too much. There's actually a guy who sells it just down the road. Joe. Joe, Joe's, yeah. Joe's Cafe. I've been there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, I've, that's one thing I don't like. But, okay. you know, I just like the overall culture here. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just lots of nice people around. Um, you know, you get lots of different subcultures. I've been to Washington, D.C., Florida, all these different places, and it's it's fun meeting, you know, all these different cultures within America. So I do enjoy living here. Awesome. Thanks so much, Danny. Cool, man. Thank you. There you go, Danny Jones, and it appears that, yeah, he would like to play another position. He feels like he's probably a little bit slow to play linebacker, but he'd like to play another position, but based on BYU's current depth at the specialist positions, he is going to stick with punter for the time being, but it would be cool to see him line up as a tight end at some point in his career, maybe in the final game of his BYU career, etc. He gets that opportunity, but cool to hear from Danny Jones. A fun, engaging interview, great thoughts. He's a guy who, I think he understands kind of the role he's in at BYU, you. You're a specialist. You you do something that doesn't happen all game long. Aussie rules football is a game that goes on and on and on. So I think he's probably a little more used to playing a more active role on a team. But you can tell he's enjoyed his experience at BYU. There were some rumblings in the offseason that he may be looking to transfer. But it appears he is locked locked in with BYU. And we'll see how this punter battle plays out the rest of this fall camp and on into the season. But if he can get that consistency that he talked about, I want to be more consistent is kind of what he quoted. If he becomes consistent, BYU very much could use him. And he said, I can kick with both feet, but I prefer my left foot. And that's just kind of how he grew up. And I think that's very cool to hear him acknowledge, yeah, I can do both of these things. I can kick with my right foot. I can kick with my left, but I do prefer kicking with my left foot. And hopefully he finds that consistency, really starts hitting his stride and really can help BYU out this upcoming season. But thanks to Danny Jones for joining us here on Locked on Cougars. We'll have more interviews like this throughout the week. If you want to hear from certain people, let us know. We're on social media, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know who you'd like to hear from. Also, let us know if there are um, other facets of the BYU Fall Camp you'd like to hear about. If there's something that you're wondering about, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a note via email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you there. And also, if you'd like to follow me on my own personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch, you can do that as well. The DMs are open. Feel free to slide in and drop us a note anytime you want. All right, we'll take a short break, come back on the other side here, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, support for today's show of Locked On Cougars comes from Manscaped. They are the number one in men's below-the-belt men's grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That is LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
As we close out today's edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, we want to remind you guys we are available on all major podcatchers. Please follow along and give us a good rating and review. Really do appreciate you guys doing that in advance. And also make sure when you're listening to the podcast, you can do that while you're driving around town, making your commute to or from work. Tell your smart device, plug it in, and tell it play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports. All right, first things first, let's get to our Church and State Player Countdown Series today. Uh, number 17 on the roster today is Moroni Laulu Pututau, as well as Matthew Criddle. We talked about Moroni last week. He's having to catch up on credits to get himself eligible according to the NCAA Clearinghouse. Here's hoping he's able to get that in order. He has said that he doesn't necessarily need a lot of practice time to be up to speed on BYU's offense and really participate. We'll see if that holds true, but it's 6'5", 240 pounds. He's got all of the size you want in a tight end for BYU to really contribute at a high level and he'd be the perfect pairing partner for a guy like uh, like Matt Bushman in my mind because he's a guy that has that size that ability to run he's coming off two major injuries of course rehabbing from an ACL tear as well as having suffered a Liz Frank injury earlier on in his BYU career but if you can get him healthy and get him eligible he'd be a major part of what BYU is trying to do on offense and here's hoping that he can go out and do that also on the roster number 17 is Matthew Criddle a sophomore linebacker from Highland, Utah. Uh, Previously played at Snow College and Lone Peak High School. Uh, Matthew Krill is, of course, the younger brother of BYU cornerback, former BYU cornerback uh, Ben Criddle, of course, the host of Cougar Sports 960 on ESPN 960. And Matthew Criddle, I think he's made an impression. He's a guy who's willing to play special teams, do everything that's asked of him, and I think that's a fantastic thing for him if he wants to be a big part of BYU's team, is his ability to separate himself in special teams gain that trust from coaches like Ed Lamb who is also the linebackers coach who will then reward him with more playing time at linebacker. I think Matthew Criddle is, is kind of an ideal fit in that flash linebacker spot. He's got to compete with for playing time with guys like Zane Anderson as well as Chaz Ayu, but here's hoping he can make an impression this coming year and really continue to build because he's shown some good things early on in his BYU career and the hope is that he can continue to build towards more extended playing time later on down the road as a junior and a senior potentially in the coming seasons. One final note before we go on today's podcast is the BYU women's soccer held their interest squad blue and white scrimmage on Saturday night. Junior Michaela Coulihan scored three goals, earning a hat trick, leading the blue team to a 7-2 win over the white team in that annual event at Southfield on Saturday night. Congratulations to Coulihan on the starring role. She's, of course, uh, on the National Player of the Year Award watch list. So it's a good start for her this season. They'll play Colorado College at home for the second and final exhibition game of their season this coming Saturday, August 17th. Kickoff schedule for 7 o'clock Mountain Time. They'll hear have audio broadcasts on all of the BYU radio affiliates. So check that out, guys. And if you want to go out to it, get out to Southfield. It's a fantastic place to take in a game. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. We've been brought to you today by our good friends of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow them and get the edge in your upcoming fantasy football leagues as well as manscape get 20 percent off and free shipping by going to manscape.com and using the promo code locked on we'll catch you guys tomorrow hope you have a great rest of whatever's left of your monday and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on locked on cougars
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.